Ready to form Voltron! Job for Superman. Power Rangers! Right away, Michael. Autobots, transform! By the power of Grayskull! For the honor of Grayskull! I'm the Doctor. And welcome back to Charlie's Geekcast and our look at the history of the Super Bowl. But before I begin, we have, or I have, a disclaimer I'd like to add here. And it's mostly just about one team. Uh, the Washington football team was founded in 1932 and has pretty much always had a team name inspired by Native Americans. However, after one season being known as the Boston Braves, they changed their names to what is basically a slur, which I guess shouldn't be too much of a surprise considering their owner at the time was a pretty big racist. However, that name stuck with the team for over 85 years. For the last several years, those calling for a change to the name have become more prominent, but it wasn't until the racially charged riots of 2020 that action was actually taken, and even then it wasn't until sponsors threatened to drop the team. As such, as I record this, they are officially known as the Washington Commanders. However, this episode will include clips that are contemporary to a time when they were using their previous name. Since these clips are a matter of historic record, and because the word is merely being used as the team name and not intended as a slur, I will not be editing these clips. Basically, I guess I'm saying that listener discretion is kind of advised. They won't sneak up on you as I'll be mentioning the team before any clips are played, and I personally will not be using the old name. Anyway, on with the show. This episode, we're going to be looking at Super Bowls 12 through 22. Super Bowl 12 was played at the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana, on January 15th, 1978. It was the first Super Bowl played indoors and featured the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Denver Broncos who had to defeat the previous two Super Bowl winners to get to the game. Denver quarterback Craig Morton, who had helped lead the Cowboys to their first Super Bowl appearance way back in number 5, now led the Broncos to their first, making him the first quarterback to take two different teams to the Super Bowl. And you would think that, with Dallas having a doomsday defense and Denver having the Orange Crush defense, that this would be one of those low-scoring defensive struggles. You'd be half right. Denver's longest play in the game was just 21 yards. Denver quarterbacks, more than one, only managed a total of eight completions for 61 yards in the entire game. Meanwhile, Dallas's doomsday defense forced eight turnovers, and Dallas cruised to a 27-10 victory. Two members of that defense, defensive tackle Randy White and defensive end Harvey Martin, both won the MVP award, marking the first and only time that two players received the honor, and the first time it was won by a defensive lineman. 
Super Bowl 13 was practically a redo of Super Bowl 10. On January 21, 1979, the Pittsburgh Steelers returned to the Orange Bowl in Miami to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Same teams, same venue, and similar results, with the Steelers again winning by four points, 35-31. to Actually, the Steelers were a bit more dominant this time, thanks to Dallas turnovers and drops. It's third down and three, Dallas at the Pittsburgh 10. Roger, back to throw, has a man open in the end zone, caught, touchdown, drop, jumped in the end zone, Jackie Smith all by himself. Oh, bless his heart, he's got to be the sickest man in America. Oh, Jackie was... Dallas's misfortune turned into a crucial scoring swing for Pittsburgh. The Steelers answered with a Franco Harris touchdown run, then with a Terry Bradshaw to Lynn Swan six-point masterpiece. Pittsburgh's 35-31 win put tears in the eyes of Texas. And in a contest that was everything a championship game is supposed to be, the Steelers earned their third Super Bowl crown. Super Bowl MVP Terry Bradshaw passed for four touchdowns and 318 yards. Both were records. The Steelers became the first team to win three Super Bowls, and the Cowboys became the first defending champs to lose the following Super Bowl. It would be 14 years before Dallas would return to the Super Bowl. The Steelers, however, would return again the following year to take on the Los Angeles Rams in Super Bowl XIV, played on January 20th, 1980 at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. This game was actually rather close for the first three quarters, with seven lead changes. But the Steelers managed 14 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to defeat the Rams 31-19. Pittsburgh became the first team to win four Super Bowls, and Bradshaw won his second MVP despite throwing three interceptions. Neither team would return for several years as age and injuries finally caught up with the Steelers. The Rams would remain competitive throughout the 80s, but would not return to the Super Bowl until the year 2000. Super Bowl 15 was played once again at the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans on January 25, 1981. This time out, the Oakland Raiders returned to face the Philadelphia Eagles. This one was never really close, as two touchdown passes from Oakland quarterback Jim Plunkett gave the Raiders a 14-0 lead after just one quarter of play. The Eagles never recovered, with Ron Jaworski throwing three interceptions, all to the same player. This would be the first Super Bowl in which all touchdowns were scored on passes. Jim Plunkett was named MVP after throwing a total of three touchdown passes and no interceptions as the Raiders won 27-10. On January 24, 1982, at the Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan, the San Francisco 49ers battled with the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl 16. It was the first Super Bowl played in a cold-weather city, but playing in the Dome meant that the weather did not affect the game. This was just the first time since Super Bowl III that neither team had played in a previous Super Bowl. This was basically a game of two halves, with the 49ers dominating the first half, 20 to nothing, and the Bengals dominating the second half, 21 to six. However, if you can do math, you will see that the 49ers actually won the game, 26 to 21. 49er quarterback Joe Montana won the MVP after passing for 157 yards and one touchdown. And fun fact, this was the first Super Bowl to be broadcast in another country, airing on CTV in Canada. 
Super Bowl 17 was played on January 30th, 1983 at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. This was a unique Super Bowl due to the league having to deal with a strike-shortened season, which halted the season for several weeks. As such, the normal playoff structure was thrown out in favor of a 16-team tournament. When all was said and done, the Miami Dolphins and the Washington team were the last two teams standing. This was only the second rematch of a previous Super Bowl, and it featured the first kick return for a touchdown in a Super Bowl. Here's Hayes' kickoff. High end over end, waiting back deep, Fulton Walker. He's got it at the 2, out to the 5, to the 10, comes to the near side, to the 20. He's out to the 25, turns it back. He's gone, 50-yard line, 40-yard line. He's gone! It's a touchdown! A 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown for the Miami Dolphins! And as soon as the Redskins tie up, the Dolphins come back on top. The Dolphins managed to carry a 17-0 lead at halftime. But in the second half, the Washington defense really clamped down, allowing only one pass completion and two first downs in the entire half. Meanwhile, Miami's Killer Bees defense, named because many of the defensive players had names that started with the letter B, held Washington to a field goal in the third quarter. The Bees almost managed to score their own touchdown when Kim Bocamper deflected a pass from Washington quarterback Joe Theismann, but he managed to knock it away from Bocamper before he could catch it. The turning point of the game came with 10 minutes and 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Facing fourth down with one guard to go on the Miami 43, coach Joe Gibbs decided to give the ball to fullback John Riggins, a.k.a. The Diesel. The rest, as they say, is Washington history. He needs one very important yard right here, I'll tell you. Here we go. Theismann brings them out. Two tight ends and a wing to the far side in Didier. I formation, Wansley and Riggins. Motion by Didier. There's the snap, hand to Riggins, good hold, he's got the first down to the 40, he's gone! The 35, the 30, the 20, he's gone! He's gone! Touchdown, Washington Redskins! John Riggins has given the Redskins the lead in Super Bowl 17. Washington would add another touchdown to finish with a 27-17 victory. Riggins was named the MVP and set a new Super Bowl record with 166 rushing yards. Add his 15-yard reception to the game, and Riggins alone gained more yards than the entire Dolphin team, which finished with a total of 176 yards. Ready for some trivia? While the game was also shown in Canada on CTV, it was also the first Super Bowl to air in the UK on Channel 4. This version is currently available on YouTube, and while the US telecast goes to commercial, they cut back to the studio in the UK with an American you've probably never heard of, trying to explain American football to the UK host. Also, NBC, which aired the Super Bowl that year, followed the broadcast with the series premiere of The A-Team and hyped the show by having Mr. T in attendance for the game. Alright, moving on, Super Bowl 18 saw Washington return to the big game to take on the now Los Angeles Raiders on January 22nd, 1984 at Tampa Stadium in Tampa Bay, Florida. This one was not even close as the Raiders went on to win 38-9. At the time, the Raiders' 38 points were the most points scored in a Super Bowl, and the 29-point margin of victory was the largest in Super Bowl history. As of this recording, 38 points is still the most points scored by an AFC team in a Super Bowl. Raiders running back Marcus Allen was named MVP after rushing for 191 yards, shattering Riggins' record from the previous year, and two touchdowns one of which came on a 74-yard running play 
which was also a new record. Bucket giving to Allen, sending him wide left. He has to reverse his field, but he, and he gets away for a moment. Comes back up to the left, 40, 45, 40. Wings past two men at the 50, down to the 40. Looking at the blocker, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown Raiders! However, this would be the last AFC victory for over a decade. This game was also famous for debuting Apple's 1984 commercial which introduced the Macintosh computer and was directed by Ridley Scott. Also, CBS followed up their coverage of the game with the premiere of a little show called Airwolf. Super Bowl XIX pitted the Miami Dolphins against the San Francisco 49ers at Stanford Stadium in Stanford, California. Airing on January 20th, 1985, it was the first to be aired on the ABC network in the U.S. and the first to be broadcast in Australia on Nine Network. It was hyped as a battle between two quarterbacks, hot newcomer Dan Marino and cool, calm Joe Montana. As such, both quarterbacks threw for over 300 yards. The game started off close with Miami holding a 10-7 lead after the first quarter. But then the 49ers began to dominate, scoring three touchdowns in the second quarter alone, while allowing Miami only two field goals. Apparently this was just them being nice though, as Miami didn't score at all in the second half, while the 49ers added 10 more points in the third quarter. Despite no scores from either team in the fourth quarter, San Francisco won with a score of 38-16. Joe Montana's 331 yards passing was a new record, and 59 yards rushing, another new record, earned him MVP honors. Fortunately, it would be Dan Marino's one and only appearance in the Super Bowl, despite what Ace Ventura tells him. Super Bowl XX between the Chicago Bears and the New England Patriots would, as of this recording, be the last time that both teams in the game were making their Super Bowl debuts. Chicago, behind their 46 defense, had lost only one game all season and set several defensive records, outscoring their opponents 456 to 198 and did not allow either of their playoff opponents to score at all. Meanwhile, the Patriots had what is known as a Cinderella season and entered the playoffs as a wildcard team. How do you think the game went? Well, surprisingly, the Patriots scored a field goal just over a minute into the game, setting a record for the quickest score in a Super Bowl at the time. However, that was pretty much their only high note in the game. The Bears held them to negative 19 yards total in the first half, while scoring 23 points of their own. They scored 23 more points in the second half, including a surprise goal line run by William the Refrigerator Perry, while allowing the Patriots a touchdown in the fourth quarter. The Bears' 46 points and 36 point margin of victory surpassed the record set by the Raiders two years earlier. Unfortunately, Bears great Walter Payton did not score in the game, which coach Mike Ditka calls the biggest regret of his career. Bears defensive end Richard Dent was given MVP honors after recording one and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and a blocked pass. Speaking of MVPs, this was also the 20th Super Bowl, so there was a pre-game ceremony honoring all of the previous Super Bowl MVPs, a tradition that will be repeated for Super Bowls 30, 40, and 50. The halftime show was dedicated to the memory of Martin Luther King Jr. after the first observance of Martin Luther King Jr. Day the previous Monday. This was also the first Super Bowl to be broadcast in Mexico, airing on Canal 5. It should also be noted that this game was played on January 26, 1986, just two days before the explosion of the Space Shuttle Challenger, bringing a premature ending to the Bears' championship celebrations 
and canceling their visit to the White House. Super Bowl XXI was played at the Rose Bowl on January 25, 1987, and featured Denver's vaunted offense led by quarterback John Elway, taking on New York's big blue wrecking crew defense led by linebacker Lawrence Taylor. Once again, the game started out close, with Denver leading 10-7 after the first quarter, and the Giants only managing two points in the second quarter when Elway was sacked in, the, in his own end zone for a safety. However, this sparked a run of 26 unanswered points by the Giants, who ended up scoring a Super Bowl record 30 points in the second half alone. Although Denver managed 10 points in the fourth quarter, it wasn't enough, and the Giants won their first Super Bowl 39-20. Giants quarterback Phil Simms earned MVP honors with 22 of 25 passes completed for 260 yards and three touchdowns, setting a new record with his 88% completion percentage. Denver returned for Super Bowl 22 at Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego, California, taking on Washington on January 31, 1988. Ironically, this had been another strike season, but this time, rather than halt the season, the teams used scab players during the strike. As such, the league managed a full season of games, preventing the use of another tournament-style playoff. Also, the biggest story going into the game was Washington quarterback Doug Williams being the first black quarterback to start a Super Bowl. This Super Bowl basically rewrote the Super Bowl record book. For example, the Broncos scored a touchdown in the first two minutes of the game, setting a Super Bowl record for the quickest touchdown. On their following possession, they set another record when John Elway became the first quarterback to catch a pass in a Super Bowl. This would lead to a field goal, giving Denver a 10-0 lead. Things did not look good for Washington, as no team had managed to overcome a 10-point deficit in the previous 21 Super Bowls. Things looked even bleaker when Williams slipped while dropping back for a pass, injuring his knee. His backup, Jay Schrader, could not get anything going on offense either. Williams' return early in the second quarter set up the most historic quarter in Super Bowl history. The Quarter the second quarter, to be specific. 15 minutes of madness for Denver, of might for Washington. A blur to the millions who watched. First and 10 at the 20-yard line. High formation, play action fake. Williams going up top. Got Sanders on the fly at midfield. He's gone, unless they can catch it. The 30, the 20, the 15, the 10. Touchdown, Washington Redskins. We're coming back, we're going to do it. Third down, two yards to go. It's Monk who's in motion. Williams to pass, lobs it up. He's got Clark at the goal line. He's got it. Touchdown, Washington Redskins. First and 10 of the 42. He'll hand off to Smith, and he's back. Good hole. Midfield, horse race to the 40. Far side, 35, 30, 25, 20, over that Bronco defense. Here he comes. Nope. Fake down everybody. He's got Sanders in the clear at the 10. Touchdown. Woo! Super Bowl record. Williams is back. Lobs it into the end zone. He's got Didier. Touchdown. Holy cow. It's 34 points in this quarter. By the time the dust cleared at halftime, Washington's 35 points in one quarter was the most scored in any quarter in a Super Bowl, and I believe in any NFL game up to that point. They also set records for the largest halftime margin, largest deficit a team overcame to win, and Williams tied the record for most touchdown passes in a game, which he did in just the one quarter. Williams had completed 9 out of 11 passes for 228 yards and 4 touchdowns, while running back Timmy Smith gained 122 yards and 1 touchdown. This was all just in the second quarter. Washington's 356 total yards and 35 points in a quarter are records that, as of this recording, have yet to be broken. 
Washington spent the second half with the defense trying to get after John Elway and the offense trying to break Marcus Allen's Super Bowl rushing record. Well, Timmy Smith did set a new record with 204 yards and tied a record with two rushing touchdowns. Meanwhile, the defense managed to sack Elway five times and intercept him three times. With the final rushing touchdown in the fourth quarter, the final score was 42-10 Washington. Williams was named Super Bowl MVP after throwing a Super Bowl record 340 yards. Ricky Sanders, who caught two touchdown passes, set his own record with 193 yards receiving and even caught a pass from President Ronald Reagan at the victory celebration in D.C. a few days later. And that's going to do it for this timeout. Join us tomorrow. Join us. Join me tomorrow for, as we look at the next set of Super Bowls going from 23 to 33. I hope you all have a good evening and good night. Thank you for listening to Charlie's GeekCast. Feedback for the show can be sent to charliesgeekcast at gmail.com or you can feel free to leave a comment at the show's posting at charliesgeekcast.com. All images and music heard on the show are copyright their respective copyright holders and are used for entertainment purposes only. No infringement is intended. Charlie's GeekCast is a proud member of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. Please be sure to stop by Two True Freaks to check out more great shows. Thank you again for listening and good night. <laughs>